Hello and welcome to Connect Points podcast and sermon archives. If you'd like to learn more about our church, please go online to our website at connectpointupc.com or follow us on our Facebook page. Thank you very much and I hope you enjoy this week's message. God bless. Forgetting the big picture is to look at everything close up. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Maybe it depends on the situation. The trick to forgetting the big picture is to look at everything close up. And lastly, we often need to lose sight of our priorities in order to see them. Huh. Perspective. We're talking a little bit about perspective. How do we look at things? How does that make a difference? Turn our attention to uh, the book of Acts, Acts chapter 3. I'm going to read a very familiar story. Um, the man at, at the gate, beautiful, is found in Acts chapter 3, um, verses 1 through 8. They'll throw that up on the screen. It says, Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, who they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go in the temple, asked an alms. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, Look unto us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. Familiar passage. We've heard that that story preached, taught, um, described, and... Uh, you know, just generally read in service a lot of times. If you grew up in Sunday school, you probably heard this story in Sunday school as well. But there's several ways that, that this story could have played out. Um, the man was sitting there begging, begging for money, right? And he did, had no way to make a, a living, no way to make a livelihood. And so he's, he's begging for money, and uh, he, he asks, um, asks Peter, he says, hey, uh, you got some spare change? And Peter's like, silver and gold have I none. Well, if he tunes him out at that point, where's his miracle? Sometimes what we're looking for or what we think we're looking for is not actually indeed what we need. Is not the best thing for us. This man thought a little bit of pocket change is going to change my life. But Peter said, by the power of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he actually changed his life. And then he walked away, leaping, rejoicing, and and praising God. Your perspective on things has has everything to do with how you're going to perceive life, how you're going to proceed through life, and, and what we will receive in turn. Again, if he would have shut him down and said, silver and gold have I none, and then kind of pushed him away and shake the cup at the next guy coming down the road, he misses out on his miracle. He misses out on his miracle. Another perspective you could have is uh, that of, of, of bitterness. He, you know, didn't get what he asked for. Now, that just seems silly, doesn't it? He got up and walked and walked away. Do you think that in his heart, he was a little upset still at Peter that he didn't give him money? Probably not, because that wouldn't make sense. And yet we find ourselves in that same situation so many times where we pray a prayer of what we think we need. 
We ask God, we come to an altar, we, we have a, a place of prayer in our, in our homes or in our car or wherever we're at, and, and we're pouring out our heart, our desires, the things that we desperately think that we need, we're pouring them out to God, and God doesn't do it the way that we thought it should be done, and all of a sudden, our feelings are hurt. Our faith begins to be shaken. We begin to question and doubt, God, if you're really real, why do you let me go through this struggle. If you're really real, why did you not answer this prayer? If you can really hear me when I pray, why did you not do it the way I said you should do it? It's perspective. Now we can look at, because hindsight's always 20-20, right? We can look at this man at the gate beautiful and say, of course he wouldn't have been bitter that he didn't get pocket change. He was able to rise up and walk. But when it's our own lives, when we're in the moment, when we're losing sight of the big picture because we're focused on what's close up. Perspective changes everything. There's a power, there's a power to perspective. Uh, Muhammad Ali uh, said, oftentimes it isn't the mountains ahead that wear you out, it's the little pebble in your shoe. Like I could climb these mountains, well maybe not me. He could climb these mountains, but there's a little pebble in his shoe. And that's annoying, isn't it? That can make an easy walk a treacherous walk. That can make an easy stroll down the hallway one of the most painful experiences of your life. I think a pebble in the shoe is almost as bad as a Lego to the barefoot in the dark. Um, neither one of them's fun, but I, I like this, uh, this view on perspective. Um, hopefully no one's offended by this, but the fascination of shooting as a sport depends almost wholly on whether you're at the right or wrong end of the gun. <laughs> perspective. Perspective. We're able to look at a lot of situations a lot of different ways, but oftentimes we limit ourselves into what we're willing to see. What we're willing to see. Anybody in here a little bit stubborn? I can be a little bit stubborn. I can be a little bit stubborn. Everybody that's not raising your hand, I'll just assume you're being stubborn at this point. <laughs> and thank you for confirming. We can be a little bit stubborn. We can be, I won't even use the term hard-headed at this point, but anybody just know what they want and that's what they want? You go to a restaurant, you get the same thing every time? Because if it's good, why mess with a good thing? You got your habits, you go the same way to work all the time, you go the same way to church. All, see, I come to church one way and I go home a different way every time. So it's almost like the same way, but whatever. That doesn't matter. Our perspective is what, what, we're, what we're talking about tonight. And I, I'm talking about some silly things, some you know, lighthearted things, but when we start looking at our life issues, when we start looking at our spiritual walk with God, when we start looking at assessing God's answers to our prayers, when we start looking at pursuing the will of God for our life, are we pursuing the will of God for our life or are we pursuing God about our will for our life? That sounds pretty the same. No, it's, that's not at all the same. It's not at all the same. Your, your perspective is what's important here. This is why I like, and I'm, I'm trying not to get too far off the, the rabbit trail here, but this is why I like when we're discussing the, the structure of the, the Lord's prayer that, that he issued forth. And when, when the disciples asked him, teach us to pray, he said, uh, when you pray, don't use vain repetition as the heathen do, but, but pray after this manner, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, and earth as it is in heaven, right? And we go on with, with the Lord's prayer. 
But he's, the important thing to look at and realize is how he starts that prayer and how we should start our prayer and our seeking of God, whether you want to call it uh, just your prayer time or, or your overall walk, your pursuit towards God, your walking with God or walking towards God. <clears throat> and he says, first, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. We're recognizing who we're talking to. We're giving honor where honor is due. We're recognizing that he's holy, that he's worthy, that he's worthy of all due respect and reverence and adoration, and that's what we're setting the tone for. But the next phrase is key. The next phrase is vital, and if you've been through Elements class with me, you've heard me teach on this. I'm not sorry because it's still a good principle. You'll hear it again. The next phrase is important. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in earth as it is in heaven. This is getting our perspective right when we go into prayer. So when I'm going to prayer for whatever the need, whatever the situation, the circumstance, whether I'm, I'm seeking for direction or, or guidance or, or looking for, for life vision or, or just a, a situation that I'm in, if we can set the, the, the um, precedent right at the very beginning that what I'm praying I've got an idea, I've got a purpose, I've got a request and a desire, but the most important thing that I want is thy will to be done. That changes the way that I look at my prayer, but that also changes the way that I look at the answer to my prayer. God hears every prayer. And I'm gonna tell you something tonight, this might seem controversial, but God answers every single prayer. Sometimes the answer is no. Now, if we've gone into prayer saying, my will be done, that can shake us. That can hurt us. That can get us to a questioning phase. That can get us to, well, why is God blessing this person and, and that person's prospering and, and this person's got, just got a bonus and, and that person got a new car and the other person go, went on vacation and, and there's all these situations and, and I'm fighting the battle. God, why don't you see me? Why don't you hear me? What we're really saying is, I want my will more than thy will. Let's seek thy will be done. If I have a thy will be done perspective, I'm able to assess my prayers more reasonably. If I've been praying the same thing for a while, if I've been seeking God for that fat bonus check for a while, it's possible, it's possible that the answer is just no. It's not very fun. <laughs> but here's the deal. If we're only looking at things from what I want, what I desire, what I can see with my mind's eye, we limit ourselves to that big picture. I got a, a few chuckles, but the, the reality is this, this quote is more powerful than it even hit me when I wrote it down the first time. But the trick to forgetting the big picture is to look at everything close up. If I'm so focused on just what's going on right here, then I ignore the, the, the prompt of Scripture, which tells me to lift up mine eyes to the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from above. Well, I don't want to look up there because i got to focus right here. It's your perspective. It's your perspective. I had another story. Eh, whatever, we'll read it. We'll look at... Uh, at at blind Bartimaeus, found in Mark, Mark chapter 10, 
Just a few verses there. They came to Jericho, and as he went out to Jericho with his disciples and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And many charged him that he should hold his peace, but he cried the more a great deal, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called, and they called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good comfort, rise, he calleth thee. And he, casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus, and Jesus answered and said unto him, What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? And the blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. Now again, this is all about perspective. Bartimaeus was blind. He could have said, well, how can I be sure that it's that Jesus? How can I be sure that he can actually give me sight? Sure, I've heard about miracles for other people, but how can, how can Jesus do this, this for me? Everybody else is telling me to be quiet and, and telling me I shouldn't cry out and telling me I should, should stop praying and stop seeking God or, or stop calling out for this thing, but you know, maybe, maybe they're right. Maybe I should. It's perspective. How are you looking at the situation? Is there any desperation with what you're pursuing after God for? Are you willing to, to push through? Are you willing to, to see it out? Are you willing to ask God for what it is? And then here's the, the, here's the, the I don't want to say the kicker, but here's the, the crux of the situation. He got Jesus' attention. And Jesus said, what will... What wilt thou that I should do? What do you want? Now, he could have been like, uh, duh, I'm blind. But he just simply stated his desire, simply stated his need. And when we've got, <clears throat> when we've got the, the ear of Jesus, so to speak, he, yes, always hears our prayers. I'm not going back or double speaking what I said before, but when, when, we're seeking God, and we've, we've got his attention. And he says, what will thou that I should do? Be careful not to shift your focus on what's truly important. If you've been, let's just throw a scenario out there. If you've been praying for a loved one for years and years, and now God's giving you the blank check, it might not be time to ask for the new car. Because perspective is important. What's more important? What's, what's eternal and what's temporal? What has more value? What has more strength? Your, your perspective is what we're, what we're talking about tonight. And you can, you can look at things a, a lot of different ways. I, I put this image up there, and, and I kind of like it because if you're standing on this observation deck, anybody ever been somewhere, like, not necessarily here, but where they've got, like, these binoculars that you have to pay for? First off, that's a scam. Second, <laughs> second like... The binoculars are cool, and, and you can see a lot further, but you, you can only focus on like one or two things at a time, and you're missing out on the rest of the beauty. If you get that tunnel vision for, I want to see what's at the top of that skyscraper all the way in the back, you know the one that goes right up to the R in perspective? That's the one I'm trying to see and, and spot out, but look at everything else that you're missing. And sometimes we're, we're talking to God and we're, and we're seeking after God and we want just this, this far out thing and I've got just, that's the only thing I'm looking at. That's the only thing I want. That's, that's the only thing I desire. And God's like, 
but look at all of the other blessings that you have in your life. If I can't get there, if I can't get that, if I can't get that raise, if I can't get that promotion, if, if I don't see this answer done this way, we fleece God like Gideon, we test him. Well, God, if, if that's really you, if you really want me to do this, then, then you should make uh, sister so-and-so come and, and tap my left shoulder and then walk around the right side and whisper in my ear, and this is what she needs to say. And God's like, what? What? I'm trying to shower you with blessings. I'm trying to open your eyes. I'm trying to give you an understanding. I'm trying to show you all of these wonderful things that I can do and all of the wonderful doors that are open to you, but, but you're gonna test me and, and focus solely on just this, this one thing. Your perspective is important. It's, it's 2023, so I feel the need to clarify almost everything I say anymore, but... I'm not saying it's bad to have goals. I'm not saying it's bad to have a vision and a focus and a purpose. But what I am saying is it's important to not lose sight of everything else that's going on around you. Corinthians, uh, Paul, Paul told the church at Corinth, he said, see then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but wise. Pay attention to what's going on around you, circumspectly, all around, what you see all around you. Pay attention to it got to have your eyes open. Goals are great. Visions are awesome. Dreams, plans, fantastic. If that's what makes you tick, congratulations. Pursue your goals. But don't do it at the cost of what's happening now. All right, cool. Uh, I was going to continue to expound on that, but I feel like everybody got it. And if you didn't, well, we'll talk about it later. All right. Couple more quotes here. The huge problems we deal with every day are actually really small. We're so focused on what bothers us that we don't even try to see our lives from a clearer perspective. That life-altering problem that we're facing, a couple years down the road when we turn around and look back at it, was it that big? Did it matter that much? Let's take the perspective a little wider. When we make it to heaven, did it really matter that much? Maybe it did. Some situations are that big. But a lot of the things that, that we get bent out of shape about, a lot of things that we get rattled at, get offended by, get bitter about, in the grand scheme of things, it's not that big. I liken it to the pebble in the shoe. It's a small pebble. Yeah, it hurts. Yeah, it's uncomfortable, but there's a real easy solution to that. You just take your shoe off and shake the rock out and you put your shoe back on. <clears throat> but if all I'm focused on is the pain in my foot and how bad my life is and how miserable it is every step that I take, it hurts more and it's going deeper into my foot and now it's running up my leg and now I feel the nerves and, and now this and all I want to focus on is the fact that I've got this terrible life because I've got a rock in my shoe. And somebody's sitting over there going like, why don't you just take it off? Well, you don't understand. You don't know how it is to be me. I, okay, but if it was me, I'd just take my shoe off and, and get the right. Oh, you don't know. You don't know. Perspective. The power of perspective is, is really what can unlock potential in your life, both physical and spiritual. You can have a, a certain degree of, 
of openness or closed, closedness, closed-mindedness. However, there's a better word than that, what I just said, but we'll roll with it. You can have a, cer- a certain degree of allowing your vision field to be widened or to be narrowed. And I feel like we miss out on quite a bit if we allow our vision to be so narrowed. George Carlin said, some people see the glass half full, others see it half empty. I see a glass that's just twice as big as it needs to be. (laughs) That's one perspective, that's one way to look at it. The question is not what you look at, but what you see. It's not what you look at, but but what you see, go back to Abraham Lincoln saying we could complain about rose bushes having thorns or we could rejoice because thorn bushes have roses. Excuse me, I'm just trying to battle through this, but my throat is arguing with me very much. <clears throat> Look at one more story very familiar to you. First Samuel chapter 17, verse 42 through 47. And when the Philistine looked about and saw David, he disdained him. For he was but a youth and ruddy and of a fair countenance. I mean, basically, essentially, he had a baby face. And the Philistine said unto David, Am I a dog that thou comest to me with staves? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. And the Philistine said to David, Come to me, and I will give thy flesh unto the fowls of the air and to the beasts of the field. And then David said to the Philistine, You come to me with a sword and a spear and with a shield, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the Lord God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defiled. This day will the Lord deliver thee into my hand, and I will smite thee and take thine head from thee, and I will give the carcasses of the host of the Philistines this day unto the fowls of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. And all this assembly shall know that the Lord saves not with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. Now perspective could look at this story a couple different ways. Wow, David has great faith. David has a ton of faith. Or it could be like, you know, on like a, a cartoon where you got the little guy that's just barking and people are really scared because there's the, the big dudes behind him. He's the one that's talking to David's trash talk game was on another level. Like, he was on another level. He put Goliath verbally in his place, but he understood it wasn't him, it was God. We'll talk about that a little bit more as we go. There's a couple more things I want to I look at here. Goliath's perspective was simply a little boy with no real weapons, but David's perspective was that God has helped me kill a lion and a bear, and I know that he'll help me take care of you too. It all depends on how we look at things and not on how they are themselves. Another quote here, the world as it is, the world as God sees it, not as we see it. Our vision is distorted, not so much by the limits of finitude as by sin and ignorance. But the more we raise ourselves in the scale of being, the more will our ideas about God and the world correspond to reality. It's C.S. Lewis. So if you're like, huh? That makes sense. Why? But basically he's saying, God created this world. God's got a plan. God's got a purpose we can distort our vision of what's going on or, or what is to come or, or what God desires based on our limited field of vision, our limited concepts of time, our limited concepts of the power of God. 
of the reality of surrendering to his will. Finally, live near to God, and so all things will appear to you little in comparison to eternal realities. Anybody have like a decent-sized dog? Like a, you know, Brother Brom's got a big dog. I call it a big dog. But then if you put like his, what is it, like 80 pounds? Big fat lab, right? Big fat lab. If you put a chihuahua next to that dog, that dog looks real big. But if you put that dog next to a Clydesdale, it doesn't look so big, does it? Hmm. So I can take my problems and I can look at my problem compared to my ability to handle it, and it might seem overwhelming. Or I can take my problems and I can put them up against my God and realize it's not really that big. My God can do anything. My God has all power in heaven and earth. One man said, live near to God, and so all things will appear to you little in comparison to eternal realities. The reality is this. Hope and despair lie in the same places, and they're just a matter of perspective. And last but not least, there's one last person's perspective that we need to talk about tonight, and that is yours. Your perspective on life can positively or negatively affect everyone you come in contact with. But specifically tonight, I want to talk about a Christian perspective on problems and issues that arise in our life. And to help me do that, I brought props. This water bottle isn't a prop, but I just need a drink, so. Okay, everybody's going to recognize this prop. I don't normally have this prop with me because it's cash, and I don't normally have cash. But tonight I have cash. I have a nice $20 bill here. Anybody ever seen one of these before? <laughs> Not very often. <laughs> now, this, this thing right here, yes, this is particularly worth $20, but representing money or finances as a, as a whole, this has the ability to blind us sometimes. This has the ability to blind us sometimes. Now, in reality, this is approximately about a, I don't know, two and a quarter by five and three-fourths. That's an exact measurement, and I just did it with my eyes. That's about how big this, this, this bill is. And regardless of the denomination that's printed on the corners of, of the bill, we can allow just this little thing to completely blind us. How's that possible? Well, like this. Like that. Now, I can't really see much. I can kind of barely see the edge of the microphone here and like my thumb, I can see that. I can see a little bit of the floor, but I can't see much of anything else because of, of my focus, because of my perspective. But as soon as I put my money back where it belongs, in God's hands, all of a sudden it looks paltry. It looks like, yeah, yeah there's a, a financial issue. Yeah, there's a struggle, but if I let it live here, it shuts down the rest of my life. It shuts down my ability to walk, my ability to talk, my ability to go through life because I'm so focused 
on what's just right in front of my face. And I allow this, just paper, to guide my life, to wreck my life, to shut down my life, to blind me from anything else going on. I can look at a financial struggle and say, God doesn't love me, God doesn't care about me, God's never blessed me. Or I can look at a financial struggle and say, you know what, it's not really that big of a deal because I woke up this morning with breath in my lungs. My kids are healthy. My family's living for God. I've got my feet set on a path to eternity. All of a sudden, the further and further I get away from making that my focus, my life begins to be uplifted. I can count my blessings and they far outweigh this. They far outweigh a few pieces of paper. Your bank account might have a lot more zeros on the end of it than mine does. But if that's the only place you're focused, I would challenge you to tell you that your vision, you're blinding yourself to the other realities of life. If God chooses to bless you that way, that's fantastic, and I rejoice with you for it. But whether you have a lot or whether you have a little, if you're focused, if you're allowing finances to blind you, your perspective needs to change. Your perspective needs to change. There's so much more to life. But we have to pay bills. Yes, we do. You have to pay bills. That's a reality. Problems come up. Things happen. Difficulties arise. But that doesn't change God's faithfulness. That doesn't change God's ability to see me, to hear me, to answer me. That doesn't change God's ability to say, if you're faithful to me, I'm faithful to you. That doesn't change his promise that says, uh, give with, a, uh, with an open heart, with a cheerful heart, and I will return unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Doesn't change the principle. The only thing that, that changes how we're viewing the situation is, whether we're allowing our eyes to be blinded by something that in reality is pretty small, right? Hey, Gage, you come here for just a minute? I won't embarrass you. Thank you. All right, Gage is growing. He's getting, he's getting a little bit bigger, but let's be honest, he can't take me on yet. He can't take me out just yet. Brother Brom, can you shut down this center row of lights here? All right, Gage, can you... Let's go over here. Stand, stand right here, okay? Now, if I look at Gage, and this is my problem, and I'm looking at it in the perspective of everything else, it's not an unsurmountable problem, right? But here's what happens. God is the light of the world, right? Light of our life. Light of it, that's bright. Don't look at it, okay? Let's see. Let's see if this works. All right, where you at? Go back closer to the wall. Okay, there he is. We got a shadow. I should probably turn these lights off. All right, you see this, this shadow that, that Gage is making all the way up there? And I take it back. Oh, there we go. That's powerful. That's powerful stuff. Now, all of a sudden, if I'm looking at this problem, well, that's a real big problem. Go just a little bit closer to that light. Now, if I let my problem get between me and God, all of a sudden, my problem is overshadowing me. Literally overshadowing me. You remember we were making fun of the person with the pebble in their shoe because you could just take it out. Well, if we change our perspective and put ourselves closer to God, 
We allow God through us to overshadow any problem that comes against us. Nobody would question that Gage is smaller than me in this moment. But this is my problem, right? Not, you're not my problem. Sometimes, but not right now. All right. I, I mean it. Not right now. You're being great. You're doing awesome. All right. And I can allow this problem that in reality is no bigger than me. It's easy for me to handle. No offense. It's easy for me to handle. But my perspective changes when I allow it to get between me and God because that problem is way up there and look, I'm just, I'm just over here. Wow, that's a big problem. That's a huge problem. And that problem has every ability to beat me down and to destroy me. Here's the power of perspective, guys. This is cute, this is funny, this is fun, but this is real. If I allow my problems to get between me and my light, between me and my life source, between me and God, that's why my problems seem insurmountable. That's why my problems seem like something that I can't handle on my own. The truth is, God never intended us to handle it on our own. Thank you, bud. God never intended us to handle our problems on our own. He intended us to take them to him and find out that in reality, your problem is not that big. In scope of eternity, in scope of God's power, your problem is not that big. He's able to take care of it. He's able to handle it. He's able to empower you to get through whatever the circumstance and whatever the situation is. And the last thing I want to talk to you tonight about is simply this, your neighbors. Everybody just take a look around the room for just a minute. Look at as many people as you can. Go ahead, take a look around the room. All right, now, the way that we see our neighbors, our brothers, our sisters in Christ can have a dramatic effect on how we interpret situations. I'll let you think about it for a second. I'll even say it again. The way that we see our neighbors, our brothers and sisters in Christ, can have a dramatic effect on how we interpret situations. If I view them as a child of God, if they are a fellow laborer, if they are just annoying, if they have been sent by God purely to make my life miserable, those are two very different perspectives. I'm, please don't say any. Please, please don't say anything. But a lot of people got that one person. Even here, we love everybody, but we don't like everybody. We got that one person that just... <laughs> They get under our skin, and everything they do just gets under our skin further and further, and it gets deeper and deeper, and I might be that person for somebody, and I apologize if I am. I mean, well, I really do. But here's the reality of the situation. If I come with a perspective that says, everything this person does annoys me, I don't like them, I can't stand them, I don't like to be around them, I'm gonna intentionally sit as far away from them as I can, and if they make eye contact with me, I'm going the other direction. 
I can have that mentality and that mindset. And I can even convince myself that I'm doing the Christian thing by avoiding the fight. I'm rising above the situation. But if that's my perspective, I will never grow a relationship with that person. I will never view that person as a fellow laborer with Christ. And more importantly, perhaps, I will never view that person as truly a child of God. We got this habit, if you're a parent, you know what I'm talking about. We got this habit of treating other people's kids differently than we treat our own. Like, if my kid breaks something at my house, it's on. If your kid breaks something at my house, oh, it's okay. It's just, it's just temporary. You know what I'm saying? That's hypocritical. No, that's being a parent, right? But I don't even know why I said that. Maybe it was for somebody else. Oh, I don't know. I promise I was going somewhere good with it. No, it's not his fault. All right, we'll just start over. Um, if we look at people... That's what I was, child of God, child of God. We're ch children of God. If I look at people as a child of God rather than the pest that's been sent to eternally annoy me, my respect level for that person changes. My appreciation level for that person changes. My willingness to help that person changes. My willingness to allow that person to help me also changes. Your perspective has everything to do with how we're gonna go through this life. Reading a book, well, listening to an audio book, but I count it as reading, because let's be honest, that's the quickest way for me to consume it. Um, reading a book about uh, uh, marriage, and you know, a, a lifelong marriage is what it's called, and, and the man begins to talk about, almost like over the top so, but he begins to talk about the reality of looking at your spouse as a, a son or a daughter of God. Now, put yourself in God's shoes for just a moment. If someone treated your son or your daughter the way that you're treating your spouse, would you be pleased with that person? And then we flip those roles and say, would God be pleased with the way that you're treating his son or his daughter? And that's powerful for marriage, but that's powerful for anywhere we go. We're all the children of God. We're all the children of God. So would God be happy? Would he be pleased with the way that you're treating everybody in here tonight? We were laughing a minute ago. That was more fun. But here it is. It's just perspective. It's just perspective. How do you view yourself? How do you view your neighbors? How do you view your problems? How do you view your God? We can all stand. Here's the simple reality. When we refuse to allow things to come between us and God, there is no problem, there is no situation big enough to overtake us. No problem or no situation big enough to overtake us. I didn't, I didn't come tonight expecting to just wow everyone with the, the brilliance of the depth of, of this study of the word. But like I said at the beginning, 
Hopefully we can just have our eyes open, maybe challenge us a little bit. As you look back over 2023, what's your perspective going to be? Are you going to choose to look at every problem that arose, or are you going to choose to look at every blessing that God poured out? As you proceed into 2024, are you going to allow financial issues? Are you going to allow little problems? Are you going to allow bitterness between a neighbor to hinder what God wants to do with your life? Are you going to allow situations to hinder how you see yourself and how you see God? There's a power in perspective. And that's the challenge for tonight. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for this evening. Thank you so much, Lord God. Thank you for listening to our podcast this week. We hope you enjoyed this message. Remember, if you would like to find out more information about our church or to contact us, please go online at connectpointupc.com. And also don't forget to subscribe in your podcast app so you will be automatically notified of new episodes. Thank you and we hope you have a great week. Thank you.